0: This is Shimon Newbort with today's Shear. Here is in Hilchas Shechita, the laws of Shechita, Perek Achados, our chapter 11, which contains 15 halochas. In yesterday's Shear, we finished learning all of the eight categories of treifah and what sorts of defects come under these treifas and when they are kosher and when they are treifah. In this chapter, the Rambam takes up doubtful trefes. What happens in a case where we're, a doubt whether one of, we're in doubt whether one of these trefes occurred or not. Aleph Kol behema oy oif seilu Any behema, or any bird, and this of course includes Chayatu, in which there was found a doubt of one of the trefas, <coughs> of the number of trefas that we listed in the previous chapter, in yesterday's Shia. Kegoyin, for example, behema Shanoflav shanof Eloi Holcha, a Beheima that fell from a height and then was unable to walk, which we learned in uh, a previous chapter, in, in uh, Perek Tes, Haloch Tes, ...that uh, you have to wait 24 hours... ...or it was attacked by a chaya... ...and we don't know... ...if the flesh at the place... uh, uh, ...that's opposite the uh, intestines... ...was uh, turned red... ...was bruised and turned red thereby which uh, we learned in the Perek Hei HaLochetes, that if it had turned red, if it had become visibly bruised there, then it's Treyfa. Oy loy hadim, or we don't know, but perhaps it was not bruised. Oy gulgalta, or the skull became softened. oy We don't know if this is the majority of the skull, or it's less than the majority. We learned in uh, the last Perek, Perek Yud HaLoch involved, that if the majority of the skull were softened, it's Trefa. V'chayotzi <laughs> Bidvarimelu, or any such similar case in which something happened to the uh, behem or to the off, and we don't know whether what happened to it was uh, one of the Treifas or whether it was not. If we're talking about a male animal, then if it lived for 12 months, then we go by the assumption that it had not become defective, that it remained whole, and it's kosher. We assume that it's, that it's remained whole like any normal behemoth, and it's not trefah. That's in the case of a male. We have to wait for, for 12 months. But if it was a female, then we need to only wait until it gives birth. If it's given birth already, even though it's less than 12 months, we assume that it was not treyfa uva oif. And concerning birds, With a male, you have to wait 12 months to see if it survives... Uvinikeva with a female atcha kol habeyim, shalta'ina until it lays all the eggs that were there in its first uh, pregnancy. Uh, in a bird, it's not uh, really a pregnancy as in a mammal. In birds, what happens is the ovaries grow a large load of eggs. The ovaries have tiny eggs on them and they come up in bunches when the first bunch of eggs following this injury matures and is laid, and now the second bunch of eggs afterwards is already beginning to be formed, even though they haven't been laid yet. And then tail laid, and it uh, lays the second set of eggs. So when all this has happened, that uh, the first, that is the first bunch of eggs the first cluster of eggs uh, after the injury has matured and been laid, and the second cluster has, been, has matured and then been laid, then we can assume that the bird is kosher, that uh, the treifa was not a fatal injury, even though it's not yet 12 months. Halokhi, bays. The also limko esophik zulagoi zulegoi, beseriz it's forbidden to sell th- uh, an animal with this doubtful treifa. With any one of these doubtful trefes, it's forbidden to sell it to a goy during this period of time. That is, during the twelve months or until it gives birth, it's forbidden to sell it. Even though the goy is allowed... you're allowed to sell trefer to a goy, but this one you're not allowed to sell to a goy because it's not recognizable that you have this safek, this doubtful trefer. Shema because the goy may sell it then to a Jew, and the Jew will not know. That there's a Suffolk treifa, that there's a doubtful Trefa for which he has to wait a certain period of time. Halochegimul, called behema chaya becheskas b'riimheim. The previous haloches discuss a case where we know that something happened to the animal, which leads us to a doubt as to whether it became trefa. But if we don't know anything about the history of this animal. Then all behemas, chayas, and birds have a and they have an assumption <coughs> of being healthy. And we do not have to worry about them that perhaps some treifa, some defect, occurred to them. if you slaughter any behemah chayu or a bird, with a kosher shechita, it's not necessary to examine them, it's not necessary to examine, and see, perhaps one of the trefas, one of the defects uh, is present, they have a presumption, of being kosher, unless something particular happened to them, which causes us to, uh, consider the possibility of treifa. If something, some definite thing happened which gives a possibility of treifa, then then only then is it necessary to inspect it. And they only have to inspect for that particular treifa on which the doubt arose. For example, for example, the wing of a bird was dislocated, then we have to inspect the lung there to see whether it had been punctured, because the bones of the wing are connected just opposite where the lungs are, and when the wing was dislocated, maybe the bone hit the lung and punctured it if the behema fell from a hide, we have to inspect the internal organs to see whether the internal organs had been shaken about and damaged. if the uh, skull, if the bone of the skull had become Fractured, we have to examine the membrane on top of the brain, to see whether it had been punctured. If uh, the animal was injured by a thorn, or an arrow was shot into it, or they stuck a, a dagger into it, some other such injury which punctured the animal from outside, when a salah allo and a uh, uh, damaging uh, tool went into the uh, body cavity khoshishimla then we have to uh, worry about traviso tsliha bdeka and you have to examine kanaget kolha khalo the entire internal cavity shamani ka va khat min hu ay vari mishti to see whether one of the organs uh, which Makes the behemoth treifa when it's punctured, while well, the one of these organs was punctured. And so, any similar case, if something happened which raises a doubt that perhaps some treifa had occurred, then you have to inspect for that treifa. But if nothing happened to the animal, we don't have to perform any inspection. Therefore, Reya a lung, and which growths appeared. It it grew certain growths on the surface. There were adhesions, they're like threads of flesh, which, which stretch from it, from the lung, to the chest wall, or to the heart, or to the diaphragm. We have to worry about this. We have to consider this Shema Nikva, that perhaps there where the adhesion is, perhaps there's a puncture in the lung underneath that adhesion. Utsricha Bidika, and it's necessary to inspect it, to inspect the lung. But if you didn't see such an adhesion, if the lung was smooth, it's not necessary to inspect it. So also if a blister was found on the lung and it's full, fluid. Then we have to consider the possibility that underneath it, the simpoint, the bronchial tube underneath, the air tube underneath that place uh, was punctured. So you have to examine to see whether there's a puncture in the the simpoint, in the Tube underneath. Uh, the Ravid here disagrees because we learned <coughs> that even if the tube is punctured, it's still kosher. It's only treifa if the tu- if it, the puncture went from one tube all the way to another. And this possibility we don't have to consider just because of a blister here. But the Rambam requires inspection. min hadin al According to the rules that we gave in the last few halachis, the law would appear to specify that if the uh, lung is found to be connected uh, by these sirkes, by these adhesions, like threads that connect the lung to some other place, if they came from the main body of the lung, ...to the chest wall... ...or they uh, proceeded from uh, the lung to the heart or to the diaphragm... ...that you cut away this sircha, this adhesion... ...and then you remove the lung from the chest... ...and you inflate it while immersed in uh, warm water... Uh, uh, following the procedure that we learned uh, previously in Paragzayan Halachiches, in Nimtes Nekuva, and if we find that uh, at the place where the adhesion was removed, the lung was punctured, we find bubbles there, Trefa, then it's Trefa, is Baba Hamayim, but if there were no bubbles in the water, Harehi Mikol Nekev, then the lung is... Uh, uh, obviously, whole. there's no puncture in it, Umuteres. and it's kosher. And we uh, know that this adhesion was not covering a place where there was a puncture hole. Or if there was a puncture hole, it was only the outer membrane of the lung, and it, it didn't go, uh, uh, penetrate into the interior of the lung. So this would appear to be the law that uh, according to the rules that we gave at the beginning of this chapter. So this would appear to be the law that only if you find these adhesions then it raises a doubt. Maybe there's a puncture wound and you have to remove the lung and inflate it. But if you didn't find such adhesions it's not necessary to make any inspection of the lung. Similarly, it's only if you see these adhesions, but it's not necessary to worry about the adhesions. Maybe they were there, and when the chest was cut open to look at the lung, the adhesions had been cut away. We don't have to worry about such things. That would appear to be the law. Um, says the Rambam, We never saw any case, of any who actually practiced the law in such a way, who actually gave out such a law, and we never heard of any place in which in actual practice they did it this way. And even though these things which we mentioned in the previous this would appear to be the law according to the words that were given by the sages in the gemara, Nevertheless we don't do it that way. be Israel. The common practice among all Jewish communities is, is as follows Behema, uh, after ha or You do not immediately open up the chest, but you open up into the abdomen and you tear open the diaphragm which separates the abdomen from the chest, and you inspect, you stick in your hand, and you inspect the reya, the lung, in its place, without having removed it, or opened up the chest at all. You inspect it to see, if there are any, any adhesions. If you don't find the lung, to be, connected by any sircha, you find the lung to be completely glatt. Or you find that there is an adhesion, but it's not from the main part of the lung, but it's from one of the small lobules on the front of the lung, which we learned in previous... Uh, chapters that there are three such on the right side and two on the left side, so you found an adhesion between one of those these small lobes, one of these ears that we called it uh, uh, to the uh, uh, to the muscles, uh, which are the muscles that are in the place on which the lung lies, that is in the front chest wall, but that is between the breast muscles and these lobes of the lung, or it's connected from these ears of the lung, from these lobes to the uh, meat that's between the ribs, or the muscles of the chest, or an adhesion was found between one lobe and another lobe of these small lobes, these small ear-like lobes, Al uh, haseder from one to uh, the one that's immediately next to it. The details of these uh, we learned in Hay. Uh, Oymin ha la from the main part of the lung to one of the ears that's uh, next to it. In these cases, it's kosher because if it were punctured in any one of these cases, we learned that it would be kosher. <laughs> uh, but if we find a uh, string of uh, flesh and adhesion coming from the main part of the lung, to any other place to which it may stretch, and even if it was uh, thin as a hair breath, then we forbid it. We say it's treifa. Lev or if there were, wa- and so also if there was from the lung a strand stretching to the heart or or to the diaphragm or the or to the membrane that covers the heart or or to this extra uh, little lobe that 's found. All the way on the right side, uh, surrounded by a membrane, the Varda, which we spoke about in uh, a previous chapter, in uh, Perek Zion, Halokha, Gimel. Then it, in these cases, it doesn't matter whether the uh, strand goes from the main part of the lung, or whether it goes from one of the small lobes, even if it was as thin as a hair breath, it's forbidden. And so also this Varda that was found attached to the uh, pocket that surrounds it, or an adhesion from it, to the surface of the packet that surrounds it, it's forbidden. And if a uh, strand, and adhesion goes from one ear to another, from one of the lobes to another, shaloyal not the one immediately next to it, but it skips one, then it's forbidden. In all these cases, we say it's trefa without inspecting. Aloyud, there are certain places Sheminhagam, where it is their custom in Matsu sircha if they found an adhesion, Minha La Bosa vaem Shabetlois an adhesion between one of the small lobes, one of the ears of the lung, to the flesh or the bone of the ribs, and this adhesion is connected solidly connected to both of them, Oisim Oisah. In this case, they forbid it. Ve'abba mori min ha and my father and teacher is among those who forbid it. Vani min and I, the Rambam, am among those who permit it. Uh, this uh, needs a little clarification here where he says uh, his father... Uh, First of all, his father was certainly not living at the time that the Rambam wrote this because we find already in a number of places in Perish HaMishnayis, which was written earlier, the Rambam refers to his father as Abba Mari Zichroynei Livracha, of blessed memory. And in fact, here he does not say Zichroynei Livracha. uh, And uh, this is a law that he's required to say so. In Hilchus Mamrim, Perik Vov Halocha Hey, the Rambam specifies that uh, if one's father is no longer living when referring to him, he has to say Zichroinei Lechai Hoylam If it's after 12 months and in fact we find that Rambam himself does say Zichroinei Levrocha when referring to his father in addition, uh, how does he side with those who disagree with his father uh, in the same perik there in Hilchas Mamrim Perik Vov he specifically says, He's not permitted to disagree directly with his father, nor is one permitted to side with others who disagree with his father. So how does he do so here? Therefore, it's more likely to say that when he says here, He does not mean his father, but he means some other chocham, of uh, that time or the, immediate pre- the immediately previous time, who was called by such a name, Abamari, possibly because he was of great age, but that it's not his own father. In any case, Abamari minhoisim he forbids it and I permit it. Ummiut mekoimais. Uh, and there's a small number of places, Matirim, that permit such a thing. Afilu nidbika ba et even if it's connected only to the bone and not to any flesh on one side. Vani oiser, but I, says the Rambam, forbid it. That I it here sides among with those who permit it. Alohayudalif. Vyesh Makoi Meshanoifim Horaya Shema Yesh Ba nekev. There are places where they always inflate the lung to see whether there's a uh, puncture in it, even if they didn't find any such adhesions which raise such a doubt. But the majority of places do not uh, inflate it if there's uh, no doubt. Because nothing happened here which would cause you to have a, a doubt and we in Spain and uh, other western countries never inflated a lung only in the case where something happened that caused us to consider the possibility of a treifa but a a normal glot lung we never inflated and all these things that we mentioned in, the previ- in these previous halachas, al Pihadin, these are not according to the strict letter of the law. Elo al these are all customs. as we said previously in halacha and zayin, that the, uh, the strict letter of the law does not require this. bodak oif. And we never heard of anyone inspecting inside a bird uh, Except if there was uh, something that ha- happens to it That raised the doubt that it might be Trefa. But uh, otherwise we never heard of anyone inspecting a bird uh, Whereas in Behamon uh, Rechaya he says There are those places which always inspect the lung Gimel someone who slaughtered a Bahama, and when he tore open the belly, the abdomen, And before he had a chance to inspect the lung to see whether there were any adhesions or anything, a dog came along, a goy or a goy, Vinatala and he took away the lung, and he went away with it. The animal is permitted. Even though we had no chance to inspect the lung, we rely on the strict letter of the law that doesn't require inspection when we don't have something that causes a doubt. We don't say, maybe it was punctured, or maybe it, was, it had adhesions. Uh, that needed to be inspected because we never presume uh, that uh, there was some forbidden treifa here Uh, all animals can be relied on with a presumption of being permitted unless you know specifically what caused it to be treifa and just as we never worry, without some, th- some event happening to cause us to worry, we never worry <coughs> about the membrane on the brain to inspect it, or to the spine, we never go and inspect that, unless we have some reason to. So also we don't worry about a lung uh, <coughs> that uh, was lost, Uh, that uh, we, we don't worry that we couldn't inspect it. Since the whole inspection is only a custom and the letter of the law doesn't require it. And here there is no custom that would be strict and say that if the lung disappeared, a, a dog or a guy took it away, and you couldn't inspect it, let's be strict here and say that we will make it today. Because a thing that's not usual, a rare happening, by you cannot say that the custom that requires the inspection also specified that the inspection should be required when it's not possible to make it because the lung is gone. You can't say that there's a custom about something that never, that hardly ever happens. <laughs> if a goi or a Jew came along and took away the lung before you could inspect it, and the lung is still there, you inflate it. We said that you have to. Inspect the lung for adhesions before you remove the lung from the chest to inspect it visually. What if it was removed first? If the lung is still there, then you have to inflate it and even though here we don't know whether there were any growths or adhesions, nevertheless, here you have to inflate and inspect the lung, because of the widespread custom that we said that all lungs have to be inspected. There are places that have a custom that if they found Sirches Meduldalus, unconnected adhesions from the lung. That is, these adhesions, but they're connected only at the lung end. The other end is hanging. It's not connected to anything. Even though they're not connected, not to the chest wall, or to any other place, they nevertheless forbid this animal, as a treifer, And uh, such a thing causes great monetary loss. The Ibud in Yisrael, it's throwing away money that belongs to Jews. They never had such a custom. Not in France, that means the Ashkenazi communities. And not in Spain. We never heard such a thing in any of the Western countries. It's uh, not proper to follow such a custom, if you find unconnected adhesions like that, you simply inflate the lung, and if you find it to be whole, without any puncture in it, then it's permitted, it's not assumed to be treifa. With the end of this chapter, we have now concluded all the laws of Shechita itself, and the laws of Trefus, uh, which are generally inspected by the Shochit, and the last three chapters, which we will begin in Yitzhak HaShem tomorrow, deal with laws that are not directly Shita, but laws which nevertheless have been included here, specialized laws, because it's usually a Shechit who has to consider these laws.